Welcome to High Gluttony. I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And we're two ladies on an adventure. Listen along every 10 days or so as we cook a dish we like. Quest about cannabis education. Or chat with someone we respect. You can find more information about this episode at highgluttony.com. Thanks for joining us, Gluttoneers. Off we go. Let's get to it. How are you doing this week, Gretchen? Well, it's a bourbon day for me since I am <laughs> on my second irrigation explosion of the week because I'm just trying to move one sprinkler head and apparently that is nearly impossible. <laughs> I'm going to be pouring myself a little bourbon, my cheap Trader Joe's bourbon. Oh, cat. Oh my goodness. What happened? Ginger decided to jump on my lap right as I was trying to pour that and poke her toenail. Really? She just walked across my lap and jumped down. (laughs) How are you today, Becca? Feeling settled into the new place. It's nice to be here and three weeks in and feeling like, okay, things are kind of unpacked and I like it. I'm ready to, yeah, it's good. It's been feeling really good. I also talked to my mom today, which is fitting and we'll explain that in just a little bit, but I never know what is going to happen when I talk to my parents, good and the bad of that. And most recently, I guess my dad has bought a tiny old school bus and is going to make it into like a house, like a tiny house thing. And he and my mom are going to start like road tripping. Like my mom said, we will see if he ever finishes it. But it's a fun thing to think about. (laughs) Actually, my friend Tamara and her husband, they just got a van to turn into like a camper van. I was like, it just, this really appeals to me right now. And I never thought I was going to be that person that's like, RVs are really smart. (laughs) Seriously. Are smart. Like, I'm like, I think it's the COVID stuff though, where it's like being able to bring essentially your own house Mm -hmm. to a campsite or, you know, to travel around with. It's like, oh yeah, this Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. I get that. I get it. I know. I was telling James the other day, we're going to have to build some kind of all-terrain like defense bus. (laughs) It's like a tank, but you know, a home and uh, can go up to 50 feet above waves and swell, (laughs) fire, (laughs) run from natural disasters. (laughs) Your climate change all-terrain vehicle, I guess, where it can handle anything painted with that special reflective paint to keep it cool on the inside but also so that like it can ford rivers if it you have to and exactly i'm down pick i up, like this pick idea. up our friend yeah yeah <laughs> the apocalypse vehicle that's what we're gonna call it the vehicle oh we're gonna gosh. have to make sure that when the apocalypse comes we can get ourselves together and and survive in our little apocalypse pod you know so the hgav yeah, the HGAV. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be HGATV? Well, you said apocalypse vehicle. Oh, so, oh I- yes. <laughs> Even better. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so you're drinking straight bourbon. Mm-hmm. I am drinking a screwdriver. Took Gretchen and I a really long time to figure out that what that word was. I was like, what is an orange juice and vodka? And she was like, an orange juice and vodka. And we were like, no, what's the word? There's something else. Somebody named it something. Come yeah. on. And I see you smoking a little 
cute little pipe over there. Oh, I got my, me- in that. my metronome. Yes, this is my metronome. I have blue dream because Ease gave me a credit and I was like, well, I'm buying some pre-rolled joints, of course. And they had blue <laughs> dream joints today. So I figured you've been smoking a lot of blue dream lately. I should also smoke some blue dream. Yes, it's fitting. I I'm also smoking blue dream today, but I'm looking at you and you've got blue hair. You've got a blue like scarf or oh, shirt under. So you are, Oh, you're blue. Mask. Is your face mask? <laughs> My face mask. So we're all in a blue dream. It's perfect. It's a blue dream. It's a blue dream. It's feeling like fall. So I kind of think what we're making today is appropriate. It also is starting to feel like fall here yesterday. The last two days, actually, it was only in the 60s in the afternoons here. So we're starting to feel fally. We're starting. I'm feeling relaxed. This is exactly what I was looking forward to this weekend is just hanging out with you and making some fun things, some fall things. So we are going to make wassail today. I That's how I have always heard it. I It, it could be pronounced wassail or wassail, but my mom made this always around Thanksgiving or Christmas, and she always said wassail, so that's what I've said. But Gretchen and I are going to make our own versions of it today, definitely spiking them just like my mom used to. Oh, just kidding, just kidding. But we will be making it and then adding our own bourbon to it. Indeed. I've heard it pronounced both ways. And I'm sure that my pronunciation will vary depending <laughs> on how high and or drunk I am. So um, I've, I've definitely heard people call it wassail because it's, I, I, I suppose it's pro- wassail is the more correct because they call it wassailing, not wassailing, hmm. which would be silly. That's like sailing well a was. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure it is wassail. Was ah uh, how do you say wassel <laughs> wassel but now it's not I we can't say it too many times because then I won't know how to it won't be a word anymore we'll both just be like we have no idea we have no concept of how to say this word anymore <laughs> real danger it really is <laughs> real danger because <laughs> I was also wassel. already like what 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 exactly wassel? what is the wassel? word is that how is that a word yeah is that a word <laughs> what are words are words what are <laughs> But wassail is basically just apples. It's like a spice kind of apple cider, essentially. I think what really defines it seems to be the inclusion of putting the actual fruit into it. So there's lemon in this. And so that I think that's where the differentiation really comes. Yeah, that makes sense. It is kind of a unique thing. It's just a step beyond apple cider with cinnamon or something. Mm-hmm. Well, and I had the whole misconception of it's wine. It's like spiced wine. I was like, well, that's cool. We could definitely do spiced wine. And you're like, what? I'm like, I don't, we'll have to figure out what we both think wassail is when we sit (laughs) sit down. When we finally talk about it, yeah. So what world level would you say this is? Oh, this is a wine. You can do this. Anybody can do this. If you can't do this, then you really shouldn't be in a kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, we're making our own versions, but we are sort of loosely basing it off of three recipes, one from the kitchen, one from food and wine, and one from tastebetterfromscratch.com. And of course, we'll post all of these on the website with our notes and variations. And then Gretchen, we were hoping to use a resource that Gretchen had, a book. What was the name of it, Gretchen? So this is Tastes of Paradise, A Social History of Spices, Stimulants, and Intoxicants. So it's a very short book, only 
only 226 pages. And it's by Wolfgang Schievelbusch. So we were hoping to use that, but it didn't have a, quite as much info as your memory. Uh, no, I seemed to think that it was a bit more focused on cinnamon for some reason, but it is really just sort of an overview of the history of spices and what they contributed to society and debunking the myth that they used spices as a means of preservation for meat, that it was more, you used it on the meat you preserved to make it taste better. To hide it. (laughs) To hide any funky flavors you might've been getting. From the preserving. (laughs) From the preserving. Uh, Another interesting point, because spices were so expensive that for the most part, only relegated to the rich, the rich were the main consumer of spices. And number two, that that would be such a waste. Like you're going to spend all this money on your spices. You wouldn't want to put them on the meat to have that sit on there and potentially go weird or funky. So it's much better to save that and then use it after you've had to, or as you consume said preserved meat uh, to make it taste better. <laughs> so it's like, cool. That oh, makes yeah. a lot of sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but, um, sorry, and this is just another hopefully quick point. If I start to go off, please hold up a hand and go, Gretchen, you need to stop. Just, just, but it's going to be, I promise it'll be brief. That the, while the rich used spices, because that was a status symbol, that typically it was the poorer people that used herbs. Because you could grow them yourself. So you're not necessarily having to buy that from somebody. So it would be, it's definitely the masses, so to speak, were using more herbs, whereas the rich people would be using more spices because that's the status symbol. At least that was my interpretation. It makes me think too about the way that a lot of ancestral knowledge is passed down through sort of like working of the land and learning this is how herbs grow in this place. And that's, this is what they do for you. And a lot of that is just kind of like part of what your family taught you as how to grow. And it makes Mm -hmm. sense if that knowledge is kept to people who didn't have a lot of wealth because wealthy people are not interacting with the ground on a day-to-day basis. So that is interesting to me. I like that point. That's a very good point as well. But let's steer this back over to Wassel. <laughs> what were we, we talking about? Yeah, what are we now doing? Now that we went to the irrelevant book to this episode, and now we can and throw we, that aside. Yeah, and we have to make some giant, like, macro observation about the planet and its history and all the cultural dynamics. And we can't just talk about, like, apple cider. Revelations brought to you by Cannabis. <laughs> Today, Today's Cannabis sponsor, Blue Dream. <laughs> And boy, are we in it. <laughs> we are in it. <laughs> what are we going to need today that's out of the ordinary to make this? Because you said it's super easy, world level one. What does that mean for execution? Okay, you're good if you have a pot and some cheesecloth. And even the cheesecloth is a bit like, do you really need it? It'll make your life a little easier as far as retrieving the spices from the cider. Before you drink but, it, you mean? Before you drink it. But otherwise... <laughs> not a have to have yeah you could definitely just throw all your spices in there and then kind of strain them out somehow or just leave them in although this is a kind of a lot of spices that go into this so maybe we should enlighten them as to what What's we're looking going on at. in there mm-hmm. all right we have ginger fresh ginger in this case 
and it's going to be four one quarter inch thick slices. I'm probably using more than that. I, you know, we love ginger around here. Yeah. So <laughs> earlier I asked Gretchen, is ginger going in the bag? And for a second, she thought I was talking about her cat ginger. And <laughs> that was a really funny moment for both of us. <laughs> Because I was very confused about yeah. Ginger being in a bag. What bag? <laughs> what bag? And I hadn't even had a new pot yet today. No wheat. <laughs> no no cannabis yet. And that's oh where gosh. I was at. So you know. <laughs> so here I mean, we go. Here we go. Yeah. So Ginger, the root, not the cat. Then we've got 12 whole cloves, 6 whole allspice little rounds, Eight cups of apple juice or apple cider. I grabbed apple cider. As did I. Two cups of orange juice. And one funny thing that we didn't see in the recipes, but that we're kind of modifying for today is that my mom always used the frozen orange juice in the little like tube thing. So I'm using that and you're using a fun version of that. I am using from Napa Valley Puree. I'll have to look at the brand exactly because I love their shit. So I will promote the fuck out of them on this podcast. I got some blood orange concentrate a while ago. So when Becca mentioned that her mom used to use concentrated orange juice, I was like, oh, I'll have to get orange juice. No, wait. (laughs) I can make it that. (laughs) I can make it special and follow along with (laughs) Becca's tradition. (laughs) It's perfect. It was so perfect. Then we're going to add one third cup of some version of sweetener. I'm using honey. Gretchen's using toasted sugar. (sighs) Toasted sugar. Delicious. We are also going to use one orange. I'm not actually, I couldn't get an orange today, but you're using an orange, Gretchen. I'm using, and this is how extra I'm being today. I bought Cara Cara oranges from Mm. the store. So they have that pink orange flesh just because I thought it'd be pretty. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and perfect with your blood orange. That's yes. a nice, yeah, combo. Hugh, Hugh combo. Mm-hmm. Then we've got one tart apple, one lemon, and four cinnamon sticks. And all of those whole fruits are cut into one quarter inch slices. And then what are we going to do with all that stuff? Yeah, the lovely part of this is we're storing it all in a pot. We're bagging our spices. Sorry. But, right. So we're going to take the smaller of our spices, the whole allspice and the cloves, the whole allspice and the cloves. And we are going to put those into a little cheesecloth pouch to make them easy to retrieve. Then we're putting everything in the pot together, turning it on and walking away. (laughs) My favorite kind of cooking. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best kind of thing for this podcast (laughs) well should we do it yeah let's do it transported myself over to the kitchen so I wanted also wanted to note that I am using a little bit of that long pepper like I sent to you those long black peppercorns with my wassail in the wassail cool and I also did a little light toast on my spices. Of course you did. Because <laughs> I'm that kind of asshole. Uh, oh, that's going to be great. That's going to be fun with a little pepper. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, cool. Nice. I just put the b- little baggie of spices up to my nose and inhaled real, real hard. That was not a good idea. <laughs> that's a way. That's a way to make sure your nostrils are clear. Might have to sneeze <laughs> in a minute here, so bear with me. Well, I'm pouring some apple cider out, so you're going to hear some sloshes. Yes, maybe I'll do the same. That's what you're doing. I can do it too. <laughs> I got mine in uh, apple cider in a fancy glass jug, getting all that. Um, did you get R.W. Nudson? No. This oh. is Sono- from Sonoma County, so I'm being nice and local. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought we had um, the same jar. It is, I'm sure it's the same container. It's the no. sure, I for sure. Like, <laughs> That's funny. I'm adding my blood orange juice. Okay. Uh, the ratio, so the ratio on this, I think is kind of insane. Of what? For the how to re reconcentrate my blood orange concentrate here. What does it say? It's you're supposed to do it 2.7 to one. So one part of the concentrate to 2.7 parts of water. And I was like, that's weird and specific. And that would be very hard for most people to calculate. Yeah. Why can't you you just do three times or two times? Or two times. Oh my God. Here, that's so stressful. Yeah. I just was like, uh, one cup of concentrate and one cup of juice or one jump <laughs> of water. One cup like of water. That is what we are doing. So my all my liquids in there. I'm putting my slices of ginger in and okay. my cinnamon sticks. I'm trying to decide if I want to hang my little cloth pouchy in here or just throw it fully in there. I think I'm gonna just hang it across. So I'm using a wooden spoon and I'm just kind of setting it across the top of my pot and pushing the bag in a little bit and adding my fruit. I'm using a Granny Smith apple. What are you using? I I have a green apple, so a Granny Smith. These are from our caramel apple debacle. (laughs) I have one green apple, one red delicious, and one other, I think a pink lady or something. I just figured I'd throw them all in because I had them. (laughs) Okay, nice. (laughs) I don't know if I told you, but I was telling James about the episode and I was like, Gretchen had a real like lot to say about red apples today. And he was like, oh, they fucking suck. And I was like, okay, you too. Got it. <laughs> They're the worst. They're the worst apple, Becca. The worst apple. I, know, I don't even like them. I just think they're pretty because they're just like a perfect, like red, beautiful little apple on the outside. I don't like them either. But I didn't realize like the vehemence that was going to come at all sides of my people around me. I was like, oh my God, I just say, I can't say red delicious ever again. You can can say it. Just don't ask me to eat it. And oh my God. Yeah. No, never, never, never. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that was, that was, I learned a lot that day. I mean, I think the the whole purpose of a Red Delicious is probably to look as good as possible. Like, it's like, it's such a striking fruit. Yeah. Also, it's got to look cute because, I mean, it's not got a lot going for it otherwise. No, (laughs) (laughs) No, it's got nothing as far as I can tell. (laughs) At at best, they're bland. At worst, they actually (laughs) actively taste bad to me. They ruin the rest of the day. (laughs) Almost. I'm using it up. I'm putting it in the cider. Hope it doesn't infect the, the wassail. Nice thing about putting that spoon across the top of the pot is you have a nice spoon that's right there to stir stuff. <laughs> it's true. 
I gotta put okay. my honey in. Oh shoot, Swear, sweetener. I I was bad. I didn't measure out my sweetener. Oops. Not gonna really measure it anyway. <laughs> I, I I know. I was like, oh shit, I didn't measure. Like, yeah, that looks right. Because <laughs> here's the thing: I can add more later. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to unless you just add more volume. You can't really take it out after it's right. put in. Yeah, I think but that'll be in. You can always adjust it before. Right. Right. Before consuming. <laughs> before changing your voice to eat dinner. Yes. You know, your pre-dinner voice change. <laughs> Everything's in for me. Are you bring you brought it to a simmer? I'm working on it. My, yeah, same. I think because my orange concentrate was still a little frozen, it was very cold. And so it's taking a yep. minute to come up to temperature. So that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Well then, while we let that sit, did you have any, you said you looked into a little bit of like the background of wassail and what did you discover? Because you mentioned wassailing earlier. So what, what, tell me what you learned. This might end up being a bit rabbit holy. My research is the Wikipedia wassail page. <laughs> wassail page. So as far as deep dives, this is not one of those. <laughs> this is not it. Yeah. <laughs> They think the word originated from the Old Norse vassal, so wassail, sort of sounds like wassail, over time turns into wassail. So it's a hot beverage made with hot mulled cider and spices, drunk traditionally as an integral part of wassailing. (laughs) Okay, wassailing. It's an old tradition of going door to door to people's homes. What would you do when you would go to people's homes? Apparently, it's a day where you just drink a fuck ton of this beverage because you just go from home to home and it's served at like each home. That sounds awesome. So it's like Christmas caroling, but you don't have to carol and you just get to drink. Right. With everybody. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I thought singing was involved with this, but I don't actually think it is now. <laughs> also, part of the legend is that it would be used to ensure a good harvest for apple harvest for the next year. But again, the Wikipedia article is not making it seem like that's a real thing. So (laughs) a whisper of truth in there somewhere, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and so this might tie in a little bit to how we discovered that apples are super good for you. This hill, which is a salutation, which means to be in good health. And since apples are pretty healthy, it might be related. <laughs> Interesting. So wassailing and vessel. And apparently it has its own bowl. Like there's a specific type of bowl for the wassail. Wassail. Fucking hey, man. I want to say wassail. That's not right. It's wassail. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. No, I, think I don't know. <laughs> Enough people say wassail that I should be calling it wassail. Originally, it was actually a heated mead drink more than an apple. And so it just sort of morphed into like an apple cider over time, allegedly. Oh, yep. Another whisper of truth in there. Whisper of truth. And they actually called this version of it where it was mead with roasted crab apples. They called it lamb's wool Hmm. and they drank it on Lammas Day. Modern recipes began with a base of wine. Or, okay, so this is why I thought it was a wine drink. There are versions out there with wine in them. Okay, so perfect. I'm going to stop there because we could. I could go on for a while. 
but I think I'd rather hear about cinnamon right now. Well, so you said that this hell means good health because potentially apples have a lot of good things, good positive benefits that we learned before, but cinnamon also does. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about clove too, but mostly we wanted to talk about cinnamon. And so I did some of my quick Googles and have learned. Cinnamon comes from the inner bark of a small evergreen tree. When the bark is peeled and laid in the sun to dry, and then when it curls up into rolls, those become cinnamon sticks. And then you can obviously get it in the powder form that we see too. It comes from mostly tropical regions, and the main variety is Ceylon cinnamon from the cinnamon Zelanicum plant. (laughs) Oh my God. No, I shouldn't leave it. I shouldn't try. I'm gonna though. I have oh, to try. Cinnamomum. Cinnamomum. Zelanchium plant. Zelanchium plant? Oh. Cinnamomum zelanicum. I think it's sort of a similar to Ceylon. Zelanicum. Oh. Well, that comes from Sri Lanka. <laughs> and then the other main type is called cassia cinnamon. And it has a stronger taste and is a little bit cheaper. So regardless, though, if you're trying to maximize the health benefits of cinnamon, the most important thing is freshness. And a lot of people do prefer that subtlety of the Ceylon cinnamon. I feel like I've seen that most commonly in stores when I've noticed it's not just cinnamon. It has like (laughs) another word next to it. But most commercial cinnamon is a combination of those two, the cassia and the Ceylon, probably Mm -hmm. for cost and balance of flavor. So cinnamon does have a lot of a lot of cool health benefits, including prebiotic properties, which I had to look into because I've heard about probiotics, but I haven't heard as much about prebiotic. Mm. And let me know what you know, but what I found was probiotics are live bacteria found in certain foods or supplements like yogurt or kombucha. And prebiotics are substances that are in certain types of carbs, mostly fibrous carbs or fiber, and humans can't digest these prebiotics, but the gut bacteria absorbs the fiber. That's fucking cool. I didn't know know. that at all. Me neither. So cinnamon has a lot of these prebiotics. So cinnamon is good for your gut bacteria. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. And then it has a lot of antis. It's antibacterial, it's antifungal, it has a shitload of antioxidants, and it is also shown to have anti-inflammatory effects. It helps with reducing blood pressure, blood sugar, it helps with the risk of of type 2 diabetes. We mentioned it can help with your gut health, but along with that is that it can help kind of if you have an upset stomach. They've also, some some research has shown that cinnamon may be able to help prevent Alzheimer's and dementia, which would be amazing. And then Columbia University found that cinnamon can help manage the symptoms of polycystic ovary syndrome. But I wonder like what quantities? I don't know. They're obviously more research. And if you're, don't look at us to be like (laughs) telling you how to eat cinnamon or anything, but you know, do your own research. We're just excited about some of these cool things we've learned. (laughs) We're not experts. (laughs) Specifically, though, that Columbia University research found that cinnamon helps with insulin resistance, which is one of the reasons it can help with diabetes. But that insulin resistance 
can help with restoring your regular menstrual cycle, which is how it helps with some of the symptoms of polycystic ovary syndrome. Interesting. Yeah. Amazing. That is amazing. But too much cinnamon can be a bad thing. <laughs> so there is a high side of the scale. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, still tread lightly, but if you're using it, if your recipe calls for cinnamon, now you are a little bit, maybe more aware of some of the benefits of it. Today's segment of how this is actually good for you by Becca and Gretchen. (laughs) Yep. Because it has four cinnamon sticks (laughs) that we won't do anything with, but let's soak with other things. (laughs) Right. But that's not the point. So actually the ground cinnamon is the healthier cinnamon because you're actually getting that fiber from the, the actual plant. That makes sense. And even if ground cinnamon is not like the freshest in the jar, I imagine it was ground up when it was pretty fresh. So, you know, I don't know how that works. For the most part with spices aging, you want to make sure you're using things in a timely fashion, mostly with spices, like you're just losing the aromatic qualities. Is that a cat? It is a cat. Oh, Kinsey. <laughs> Where was she yelling from the back? Like, was she coming all the way through the house, like announcing her presence? She's got her ball. She's got her soccer ball. Oh, her soccer ball's back. I see. Yes. <laughs> She's standing here staring at the couch. So that I'll come give her some treats. Where's your treat container? Mm, my wassail smells really good. I should check mine. Mine was boiling away quite rapidly over there. So I just (laughs) turned it down. I'll turn mine down a bit too. Let's push this apple down in here. Get mushy apple. (laughs) Smells delicious. Do you want to tell me about cloves or? Sure. I have a few fun things about cloves. Nice. They all connect a little bit. The cloves, the apples, the cinnamon, they all have some commonalities, which is interesting to me to think about them being commonly used together. The clove originated in Indonesia and they are dried flower buds from the clove tree. And these are really popular in a lot of soups and stews and sauces and rice dishes. And obviously we're using it in our wassail today, but the word, their name comes from the Latin word clavis, which means nail, because the shape of a dried clove kind of resembles a nail. Yes, it does. I don't know how I didn't know that. I don't know how I totally missed that. That's why we do these, because we all learn stuff. All of this was pretty new to me. I had heard about the anti-inflammatories of anti-inflammatory properties of cinnamon, but that was kind of the extent of what I knew about it. This is all, this is all new. It's exciting. People have been using this for so long. It's come up in Ayurvedic practices and cooking. And we've seen it in a lot of cultures and a lot of traditions for a long time. And it feels like those people were aware of its benefits, but it's really only recently that it feels like people have been studying more deliberately what the benefits are of cloves. So one of those is that it really helps with your oral health. There's been a lot of research to show that it's a natural way of sort of helping combat plaque and gingivitis and bacteria to the extent that like researchers compared the effectiveness of like an herbal rinse that was clove, basil, and tea tree oil. And they compared that against regularly available essential oil, like natural mouth rinses, and Mm -hmm. they were the same. So this is, we're not talking about like commercial versions like Listerine, but if you're looking for a natural version, you could make it at home with just 
clove, basil, and tea tree oil, but I'm not suggesting that. So <laughs> you're just saying it's possible. It's possible. Exactly. And so because of that, it can help with reducing inflammation in your mouth. Oh, and then it also helps with diabetes, especially <laughs> clove extract, which helps reduce insulin. I also mentioned that it has similarities to cinnamon. And one of those is that it has high levels of antioxidants. And as we've mentioned in the past, antioxidants can really help fight cancer. And so one half teaspoon of ground clove contains more antioxidants than half a cup of blueberries. And blueberries are one of those like top foods for getting your antioxidants. So half a teaspoon of ground clove gives you the same benefit. It seems like a lot of clove though. That would be yeah, an intense that's... amount of clove to consume in one go. So yeah. What would you <laughs> even put that in? I mean, I don't even think they put half a teaspoon of like ground clove into anything. Like, yeah. like batches yeah. of cookies. It's like a quarter of a teaspoon of ground clove. It helps with fighting cancer. Some of those cancer types are breast cancer, colon cancer. And then one thing I do want to mention is that they're all, there are also some risks associated with clove oil in particular it can cause irritation if it touches your skin you can it a lot of people are allergic to it and it can also be flammable so you just want to be careful if you're using it especially the oil but otherwise throw a couple cloves into your wassail and call Mm. it a healthy drink or 12 12 or 12 yeah throw a dozen so that's it those are my quick Googles about cinnamon and cloves. And now we have all of the information we could ever have about it, about wassail, and we're totally prepared to drink it. Let's go drink some wassail. <laughs> and the nice thing is you can just let this continue to hang out for a while. We're just getting into it a little early. Let's taste this. It smells really good. Very citrusy. I'm going to give it a second to cool down. <laughs> feel like I can smell the toasted sugar, but I'm not, I'm not sure if that's not just uh, my imagination. <laughs> oh, that smell is so cozy. Mm-hmm. I know I want it to be like 10 degrees cooler outside right now. I know I want a big sweater. Oh, that helped cool it down slightly. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to taste it before I put any bourbon in. And I was like, well, there's a little bit of icy bourbon in my cup <laughs> over here. So maybe if I chill it down slightly so that I can put it in my mouth. Yes. I don't know if we mentioned this, but we're both using bourbon. I, we said Gretchen's drinking straight bourbon, but that's what we're spiking our wassail with today. Mm-hmm. I think my, mine might need to go for a, quite a bit longer because I can't really, I'm not really getting the spices yet, but I really like the extreme end of cinnamon, like when you put in almost a little too much. So, so you need more spice. Yes. I agree. It's great. It tastes great, but I'm not getting any, there's no real developed flavor yet. There's not yeah. like the apple isn't really present yet. Like the apple cider is, but the, the apple itself isn't. And I don't have any lemon. I might put one more lemon in. Actually, I sliced up a couple of lemons. So it tastes great right now. It will get better, but we are probably going to just call it a day here, right? Yeah, I think okay. we're done. <laughs> the point I was to make it quick and we made it quick. So again, we'll post the recipe at highgluttony.com and we will be sharing pictures on Instagram. And Facebook. All right, then. Off we go, gluttoniers. Off we go. (sighs) (laughs) Okay, I'm done now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs)